you are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speed, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician, a.k.a. Stable Genius and Vocal Minority. And welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Network. We got the stats over Beat Cypher coming live and direct. Got a good show for you here at the beginning of April. You know, we got over that opening day wave. We're going to talk a little bit of baseball. There's a very interesting cat that is returning that we're going to get into. Did nice hit a home run in his leadoff return. We'll get into that. I'll tell you why I don't like these, uh, you know, injuries early on in the season because you can go one way and have it actually be that you're out for a couple days. You can come right back right after I bench you and wind up hitting an inside the park home run. I'll tell you who I'm talking about a little bit later on. I uh, am going to be telling you about this massive extension that was signed by Charlie Blackman and why some people are like, wait a second, I thought this free agent class in the next offseason was where it's going to be at. Why I think Charlie Blackman and his you know agents, his team, were actually very, very smart in making that extension right now. Then when we go to football, um, check it out. There's, you know, we're still getting ready for the draft. I'm going to start talking to a couple of people, you know, that are working their way, hopefully back in the league that are not via the draft. I'm going to give you the news and notes there. And, of course, we get fun in functional sports content a little bit later on. I'm going to tell you about why I actually think Sal Canelo Alvarez's excuse is plausible. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll get into it with Stats Over Beat Cypher here on the Fantasy Sports Network. We also got a poll question up as usual, okay? You can hit me up on Twitter at Spittin' Speeds. The poll question is as it relates to these New York Yankees, and we're going to talk a little fun about them later on. But listen, this middle of this lineup is absolutely ridiculous, okay? We've seen Stanton go off a couple of times already. You got Aaron Judge, you got El Gary, the Kraken, uh, Gary Sanchez. How many home runs do you think they're going to combine to hit? I mean, last year, 59 out of Stanton, 52, I believe, out of Judge. Gary Sanchez, you know, he's now put up something like uh, finally 180 career games and he's hit something like 50 home runs in that period of time as well. So that's the poll question. Do you think the three of them will combine under 100? And that's, you know, that's still averaging 33 home runs a pop. Okay, but that is the lowest option in this poll. Do you think it'll be between, like, say, 100 and 120? Between 120 and 140? Or maybe even more than 140? Could you see them going 50-50-40 in this lineup when you still have guys like DD as well? That is the poll question. We'll get into that a little bit later on. I'll tell you what I think, how I would vote, and maybe we'll keep track of this. But what I want to do first is... Here on the Stats Over Beat Cypher, I want to get into some of the baseball news and notes. The guys I was talking to you about before is Michael Conforto for the New York Mets. He came back from that shoulder injury. Listen, by all accounts, ahead of schedule, okay, he is hitting a leadoff for the Mets. And in his first game back against the Nats, against Steven Strasburg, no less, he hits a two-run homer in a Mets 8-2 win against the Nats. Also walked. He did ground into a double play, but still, homer and walk in your first game, 
I like that, and I like Conforto in the one spot of this lineup. Remember, originally, we thought that Conforto wasn't going to come back until potentially, you know, late May. At the beginning, this is a full six weeks earlier than that. Okay, this Mets lineup is not bad if Cespedes is healthy. You know, if Conforto is in there, you got guys like Frazier chipping in, Bruce chipping in. Um, this could be very interesting because you know about their starters. Same story there. If their starters can stay healthy, you got Familia at the back end already with about three or four saves. That I, I've told you, this is one of my surprise teams. I think the Mets will be healthy enough to make a wild card run this year. And if they can beat the Nats heads up like this, keep an eye out for them. I told you about these early season injuries. There's been a couple of guys that have been day-to-day recently, okay? Check this out, like Christian Yelich. Keep an eye on him. He's got an oblique. Uh, he left the game this week, um, and he could be out a couple days, right? Adam Eaton had an ankle. He could be out a couple days, right? But you know who's the guy I had on my team? And check this out. I have Carlos Correa on all of my teams, okay? I invested first-round picks. I invested $30, $40 in Carlos Correa this year. I wanted him. I thought he was going to take st- a step forward. I think he is going to make it a streak of middle infielders for the Astros that win the American League MVP award. I had Correa on all my teams, right? He fouls the ball off his toe about a week ago. He's like listed as day-to-day. Then he, he hits it again and is pulled from a game midweek, right? So it's not like, oh, maybe they're going to rest him day-to-day. The same time, like, everybody else who's day-to-day misses a couple of games. You put him out of your lineup like Speeds did. Check this out. Boom, he plays the next day and hits an inside-the-park home run. I guess the toe is okay. The other thing I want to tell you about it so far this week, I think is an interesting takeaway. Um, Otani. Otani hit his second home run, and I'm going to tell you something, this is impressive, because it was off of Corey Kluber, number one, and he hit it oppo, he hit it, you know, to the power alley, opposite field, that is legit, okay, if he is going to be in the lineup two out of every five days, and then pitching a third, and he is only 23 years old, we already on a previous episode of the Fantasy Freestyle, I told you about how much I like his um, forkball, I like the whiff rate on his forkball, I like like his average velocity on par with guys like Luis Severino. I like that from Otani, and he's hitting the likes of Corey Kluber. He's taking them yaya, keep an eye out on Otani, not getting off to a bad start after a bad spring training. One of the injuries that do matter, though, is in San Diego, Padres first baseman Will Myers, okay? He has some nerve issue in his triceps and his arms. He's going to the DL. All right, so um, they're going to need to replace him. You may need to replace him in your lineups. He was the first baseman I know a lot of people liked as a position that was kind of had that good mid-level depth. But I will say this. At this point, there's something like, what, um, five, ten games of the season? You know, that is about, you know, say there's five games into the season, seven games into the season. That is like one-thirtieth of the season, okay? That is like... In the NFL, if you translated it, that is just the first half of the first game. You know, you can't make any huge predictions. So I am going to stay away from making any kind of big proclamations about these people that are off to hot starts or that are off to horrible, 
you know, starts, we will do our Hot in the Street segments a little bit down the road in this month. But what I do want to say, the big news that I do want to talk about as it relates to Major League Baseball, fantasy baseball, all the people out there in the stats overbeat cipher, they want to win their leagues and win that cash, which man spitting speeds here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Network, is that there was a big contract extension signed by my man Charlie Blackman. First of all, if you have not seen, you know, like that viral video of the kid going wild bananas off of Charlie Blackman, he's like, it's Charlie Blackman. If you haven't seen that, you got to check it out. Um, I'm sure you can easily find it on the interwebs. But check this out. Okay. Charlie Blackman signs a six-year, $108 million extension. Okay. Now, that's that's, that's not bad. That's not bad, right? You know, I, I would think that's what, like, 17 million dollars a year about you know something something in thereabouts um seven even more um however you know if you look back if you look back uh say back to like 2011 when jason worth got a seven-year 126 million dollar deal and you thought that these contracts were just going to continue to grow continue to balloon right but that's not what has happened Okay, you would think, and I've been talking about it myself. I've been talking about it myself. This idea that, oh my goodness, next year the free agent class is going to be sick. You know, we talk about Bryce Harper, we talk about Manny Machado, we talk about Josh Donaldson, and we talk about Charlie Blackman. There's pitchers as well, right? But we talk about Charlie Blackman. This was supposed to be a guy that was going to get paid, you know, $400 million for Harper, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. But when you think about it, and this is why I like Charlie Blackman and his team. They can be honorary members of the Stats Overbeat Cypher. I like it because Charlie Blackman, after the season, is going to be 32 years old. Okay, And one of the lines of demarcification this offseason was this idea of not giving big, long contracts to older players, especially anybody in their 30s already. Blackman will be 32 Okay, he got a six-year deal from the Rockies. Okay, to pay him, in essence, um, so he's 31 right now, so until he's 37. Okay, this dude is going to in this deal. He is going to have a 21 million dollar option when he's 36 years old. Let me say that again. He will get a 21 million dollar option, a player option, in 2022. When Charlie Blackman is a 36-year-old player, okay? He has a $10 million option in 2023 when he is 37 years old in the last year of this deal, okay? And Charlie Blackman and his team locked that in right now. I love that. Why? Because what has the trend been in this offseason? Not paying position players, not giving anybody you know, the six, seven, eight-year deal. Uh, Eric Hosmer, I think, was like the lone exception, right, in his deal for San Diego. But even his deal, his deal ends, um, you know, when he's uh, like 35, okay? You're not getting paid like that when you're in uh, age 37 season, right? So maybe uh, Blackman would have been the exact kind of guy. And and shout out to my man Jeff Passan, let's go orange, out of Yahoo who was talking the most about this, okay? I'm going to tell you where I differ from Patson as well. Um, most most people are not paying anymore for, for that production. Instead, they're restocking the farm system, 
Okay, that's the way it's going down. Right, and when you throw on top of it, Blackman, he has bad um, home run splits. He's at Coors Field. Maybe he has the open market, and people don't wanna don't wanna take a uh, chance on somebody who they think is inflated because of Coors. You know what I mean? So here's the thing, uh, and this is where I, I differ from passing. Okay, next year coming up, right? And 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 this is why not only is the Blackman deal do I tip my hat to his team, but I wonder, like passing does, if this is a, a trend, right? Is this a reality now? Okay, and, 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 and he brings up, you know, uh, Machado and Harper next year. But here's the thing. These guys are 25 years old right now, right? So even if you're like, nah, I'm not going to pay a 33-year-old, right, which is what Charlie Blackman will be like two, a year or two into this extension, right? That would still be an eight-year deal. So can Machado buck the trend? Yes, he's 24, 25 years old. Can Bryce Harper buck the trend? Yes, he's 24, 25 years old. Okay, they are exceptions to the rule. I think the interesting case is Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson is going to be 33. Okay, and passing things that he could even, you know, kind of uh, be an exception to the rule. I beg to differ. I think Josh Donaldson, I've been saying it here on the Fantasy Freestyle for ever since the beginning of last year when I said he got off to that bad start because of that calf injury and that that was going to linger. Shout out to my man, Scott Angle, the king, Scott Angle, who told me about that. And every, if you look deeper, he's fugazi. Okay, obviously, Josh Donaldson is extremely talented and he's going to produce. But the thing is, he is now injury he is going to be 33 years old. What are you going to do? Give him a four or five year deal? I severely, severely doubt it. Okay, so I do not think, and I think in fact Charlie Blackman saw that coming. He decided to stay at Coors, where he has a culture fit, where he's got a nice developing young team, where he is going to get paid, and he has player options for his last two years, and when he is going to be age 36 and 37, totaling over 30 million dollars when you're down with the stats over beat cypher come check me out in 2022 we'll still be reconvening over here and you tell me then if charlie blackman for 21 22 million is a good deal i think it will be i think he saw the market he got ahead of the market shout out to charlie blackman as we keep it moving here though on the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Network. I want to tell you about two things that I just saw recently real quick in baseball before we keep it going after the break and switch on over. You know how we do the Deion Sanders, the Bo Jackson. Uh, you know, the prime time. We do it over two sports. But in baseball, check it out. We got the poll question up as well, right? How many home runs will Stan Judge and Sanchez combine for this year in the Bronx and beyond? And I want to say, it was funny because... Yankees PR team, right, for this week when they had the home opener, which got snowed out, first of all. Snow in April, which is crazy here in New York. You know, we're here in the Mecca. That's uh, the home of the Fantasy Freestyle and the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Very, very close to Yankee Stadium, I might add. If you're ever in New York, if you're ever in, first of all, first of all, holla at me, Stats Overbeat Cypher. Um, get at me. I always give the big shout out to the Cypher. Get at me if you are from out of town and you're ever in New York. And you want to see how it goes down, we'll take you over to Rock and Riley Studio 34. I'll be out there next week, Studio 34, keeping it going. Um, but I digress. The Yankees had these like promotional beers and they, they had like a, some new technology that was able to do like designs. Kind of like how you go to the, the baristas right now, right? Like Starbucks or wherever, everybody's trying to do it. And they can get all fancy with the froth and the foam. The Yankees were going to do that with the head of the beers. And they were able to. Um, I guess make like even intricate designs of faces and whatnot, and then apparently, and apparently, um, 
uh, Major League Baseball was like, no, 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 you are not allowed to do this. Not, you're not allowed to like use their likenesses. It was pretty much like the NCAA, you know, the video games in the O'Bannon case. It was pretty interesting. Check this out. And the Yankee spokespeople, like, walked it back. Our hospitality team took the event as an opportunity to test the image machine with various Yankees-related logos and photos. However, the Yankees have no current plans of incorporating this decorative element on occasions on concession items this season. Yo, so they're just getting stunted, man. It sounds like the the man that is MLB baseball. But um, last thing I'll say, I was uh, cruising Netflix, you know, Netflix and chill. Um, <clears throat> if you know about Netflix and chill, you should also check out my man at Rotoware, Kenny Cash. They be doing uh, lineups and chill. That's one of their hot, hot shirts. You should definitely check them out, Rotoware by the way, is the bomb. They're the illest gear if you're a fantasy enthusiast. They have all sports types of sports from their hockey shirts to the squad goals to uh, blocks and steals matter in basketball to so many multi-use ones. I love the my bench greater than your starters. I love the my lineup versus everybody. I love the Wave of Wire Warriors. Big shout out to Kenneth Cashman and the Roto Wire crew. Uh, just go to their website. You can follow them on Twitter, Rotoware. It's the it's the illest. Yo, tell them your man speeds the spitting statistician sent you. Um but Regardless of uh, of the promotional shirts, I was talking about like you should be able to make this money. You know, you should be able to make this money and be creative with that design. But in any event, the Netflix and chill. And that's where I got to the lineups and chill. The Netflix and chill. I was on Netflix and I saw this thing called fastball, which I wanted to just tell you it was pretty cool. They were talking about how they like measured the fastball. Um, over time You know it kind of even started with Walter Johnson At one point in back in the day They had Walter Johnson throw a fastball And it was racing literally against a guy Who was riding in a motorcycle At a specific speed Like at 100 miles an hour And that's how they tried to decide How fast uh, Walter Johnson was pitching You know and then they thought it was Bob Gibson And they talked about um, How people thought his pitch would um, Jump up And they actually explained the um, psychology of that because, like, your mind has a mental model for everything, right? And when it actually, when the fastball actually goes faster than what the human mind can perceive that it can do, you know, because the human mind assumes, I guess, that it falls a little bit, you know, when you throw a fastball. But when it's going faster and it does not drop, like gravity does not have that effect on it, it actually tricks your mind. And that's why hitters over time, over the decades in baseball, have said that like the fastest of fast fastballs seem to hop up. And they said that with uh, Bob Gibson that did. They talked about everybody from Bob Feller to Aroldis Chapman right now um, to Nolan Ryan. And they actually talked about how they, um, the radar guns were from different... Um, places and would measure it in different ways. So like a 99 in the 70s was different than a 99 in the 90s. And that actually Nolan Ryan threw fastballs in the 70s that were clocked at say 99-100 that by now standards are really like 106. Um, so I thought it was very interesting. Check this out. It's called Fastball on Netflix. But anyway, when we get back, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we got to take a break here on the Fantasy Sports Network. What we're going to do is we are going to switch gears and we are going to talk a little football. Um, you know, we're going to start getting ramped up for the draft. But I do want to talk about it in these doldrums when you think everybody signed. How uh, There's a couple of things going on where people are still trying to get into the league and a couple of ways they can do it. In fact, uh, 
We'll talk about uh, even Mr. Johnny Football is back. So come on back. We'll holler about it. It's your boy, Dane Martinez. Speeds the spitting statistician. You know, stable genius, vocal minority. Come on back. It'll be the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Network. Aha! Skix sneakers are taking over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skix canvas high top, low top, slip on, and kids tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors and logos is a must have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skix helps fans perform better. Go to Skix.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's Skix.com. Skix sneakers, the soul of a true fan. <laughs> it never gets old. All right, everyone. Two truths, one lie. I was going to be on The Real World. I play the oboe. And I saved a kid's life. You definitely never saved a kid's life. I'm serious. Last summer, I donated bone marrow to a kid who had leukemia. Saving a life. The truth is, it's easier than you think. Learn how at DKMS.org. <laughs> who knew we were living with a hero? Um, a hero <laughs> who plays the oboe. <laughs> Since 1995, Real-Time Fantasy Sports has been the most trusted site in the fantasy industry. Home to an award-winning commissioner service and endless money leagues offered at a variety of formats and skill levels, RTSports.com is the only destination for the fantasy player who wants it all. Plus, RT Sports offers the most reliable and quickest payouts for any level of fantasy player. Do you like trades? Hate trades? Want a league for just three weeks? No problem. RTSports.com offers it all. And to ease the gameplay for all kinds of players, we're optimized for desktop, phone, or your tablet, making it simple to play wherever, whenever. Ready to get started? Head to RTSports.com slash lobby to check out all the games we have to offer and sign up to play today. RTSports.com, everything a fantasy player could ever want under one award-winning roof. Steiner Sports is the leading memorabilia provider for the New York Yankees, Rangers, Giants, Knicks, and the Brooklyn Nets. Featuring hundreds of items from your favorite athletes, Steiner Sports is your source for the best sports gifts. Go to SteinerSports.com box and shop our collection of memorabilia boxes, which include 10 gifts for the price of one. We've made one for each of your favorite teams. Hurry, supplies are limited, and these are some of the best deals we have ever offered. So go to SteinerSports.com box today. Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to DailyRoto.com to rock Daily Fantasy Sports.
Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Network. It's your boy Dane Martinez, the spitting statistician. We're getting it after it, you know, here as we're kind of like actually moving into spring right about now. So, you know, we got the draft on the horizon, but uh, there are some moves here in the NFL. So if you're a, uh, you know, kind of year-long stats over beats listener and serious fantasy fan, as you should be if you're listening to the Fantasy Sports Network and your boy Speeds, um, there's definitely news breaking. And the biggest thing that happened this week, in my opinion, is check this out. The Patriots, they have made a big-time move. They traded their number one wide receiver, Brandon Cooks, and a fourth-round pick to the Los Angeles Rams for their first-round pick. It was number 23 overall and their uh, sixth-round pick as well, okay? So now the Pats have their own pick, which is, you know, 31, and the Rams pick at 23 in the first round. It's an interesting way to think about it. There's so many angles on this trade. I talked about it a little bit before um, in the early week episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. First of all, if you look at it from like uh, Bill Belichick as a mover and a shaker, right? Remember, he traded his uh, 31st overall pick for Brandon Cooks, if you remember, to the New Orleans Saints, right? He got a year of Brandon Cooks where he had a thousand yards receiving, where he was like good and cheap when he was still young and like you know, early in his career on rookie contract action, and then traded him to the Rams and got a 23rd overall pick, like eight spots better, and the service of Brandon Cooks. So that's what it looks like if you're thinking about it from a straight business standpoint for the Pats, right? But I I question this, okay? I question this with one caveat, but I question this because, look, the Patriots have lost a lot this year, okay? Um... Deion Lewis, uh, Martellus Bennett even, uh, now Brandon Cooks, you know, I hate to say it, but Tom Brady, another year older, regardless of all the avocados and the Uggs, okay, um, Rob Gronkowski, still, you know, on some, like, unsure on if he's going to play, he's likely to play, a lot of reports about him being not necessarily 100% pleased and quote-unquote all-in with the Belichick regime anymore, you know, I've been talking about that this is the fall of Rome. I think this is the fall of Rome year, okay? When we talk about the Pats having lost not only Deion Lewis and blah, 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 you know, this stuff, now Brandon Cooks, what they have also lost is, you know, Matt Patricia. They also almost lost uh, Malcolm Butler on the other side. You know, they uh, Nate Soldier on their offensive line. They almost also lost their offensive coordinator, McDaniels, right? So I think this, we are witnessing the decline. I think we are going to see new teams in the AFC Championship game next year. My uh, my predictions, you know, right now, things like, you know, the Steelers and the Chargers might sound crazy to people, but, you know, I think Steelers and Chargers in the AFC, and I think uh, Rams and Vikings at this point in the NFC, but that's besides the point. We'll get into that as we get closer to football. But here's the other thing. Here's the caveat. What if these are the two first-round picks that we've been hearing that the Giants want for Odell Beckham? Right, We've been hearing about, oh, what's the Giants' price for Odell Beckham? Oh, is Odell Beckham on the trading block? And we hear that, oh, it's two first-round picks. Well, now the Patriots have two first-round picks. What would be happening if the Patriots were doing this to organize and push all in and give the Giants the draft capital that it required to go ahead and get Odell Beckham? And that would be just the Patriots kind of thing to do, right? Because they know all these other weapons are sunsetting. Because they know the window is right now for them to try to get one more. Try to take a shot with the triplets of Brady, Gronk, and OBJ. I think that would be very interesting. So it bears watching. On the other side of things, listen. 
The Rams, as I said before, I think they are an NFC Championship game team along with the Vikings, in my opinion. And uh, they're going for it. And if this is not evidence of it, yeah, they lost Sammy Watkins in free agency. They replace him with Brandon Cooks. Same kind of be able to stretch the field. But I think Cooks can even do a little bit more if you want to know the truth. Cooks has also been more reliable health-wise in his career than Sammy Watkins. So if that's not a wash, if not a slight upgrade in many people's opinion, right? But let's not forget, this is the same team that defensively in this offseason has acquired Marcus Peters, has acquired Aqib Tlaib, has acquired Indomitian Sue to pair on that defensive line with Aaron Donald, Defensive Player of the Year. Like, this is a team that also, I think, got Sam Shields. I mean, and on offense, like I said, you already add Brandon Cooks to an offense that was in the top three points per game with an ascending quarterback in Jared Goff, an MVP candidate in Todd Gurley, pairing Cooks with Cooper Cup and with Robert Woods, and um, you have a prolific both sides of the ball and what I love about this Rams defense um, is the way Wade Phillips is bringing this you know you're going to get straight quick pressure up the middle from Sue and Donald which is going to allow press coverage on the outside from Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters I love that Um, so keep an eye on this is this the prelude for Odell Beckham Um, down in Baltimore head coach John Harbaugh I, I noticed this um He kind of threw shade at Joe Flacco, saying that Flacco should, in fact, um, organize one of those camps. You know, you hear sometimes about, like, the quarterbacks doing, like, yeah, we did uh, off-season workouts. You know, we were in Florida together. We were in California together. We did a camp. You know, something like that. He's pretty much saying that Flacco needs to do that with his, you know, kind of new wide receivers. Remember, so far, they've gotten uh, Michael Crabtree in Baltimore is new. Uh, John Brown they have is new. They still may address it in the draft. This is not my. They've lost Mike Wallace. They cut Jeremy Macklin. So he's saying, you know, Flacco needs to build this chemistry. And he said, like, the great ones do that. You know, and I think that is throwing a little bit of shade at Joe Flacco. But if you are a fan of the Stats Overbeat Cypher and the Fantasy Freestyle, you know that the Spitting Statistician thinks Joe Flacco is a fantasy fugazi. He is the original fugazi. Yeah, I know he had that World Series that was won on the defense. Yeah, I know he quote-unquote bet on himself and got paid and more power to him. Okay, but he fugazi. He is not good anymore. He is on the sad end of his career. If you're thinking about guys like Drew Brees and Eli Manning and Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger as getting old, think about Joe Flacco and he was only good for about a year and a half. He just parlayed that into millions of dollars. Okay, so he's finally getting some pressure on him. Uh, that's being Harbaugh, and I think that's a problem. I think that's a problem. I think they let they kept Flacco a year too long. And I think it's going to relate, uh, result in Harbaugh getting fired in January of 2019. If you also saw the Ravens brought on, of all people, they brought on RG3. RG3 will be a backup to Flacco this year in Baltimore. Um, so, you know, keep it moving. I think it's interesting that... Uh, you know, they decided to sign RG3 and that kind of skill set of quarterback, but not, you know, someone else that might be out there. Who knows? Um, 
someone else who might be out there that we're actually going to talk about a little bit later on. Um, more news, though, real quick. Um, the New York Jets have decided to extend my boy Quincy Inunua. It's a one-year $2.9 million extension. The reason I bring this up is because don't look now, but the Jets, and I know this sounds crazy, but the Jets have a lot of interesting offensive weapons at wide receiver and running back. Okay, now, I know, you know, and at quarterback, to be quite honest. I mean, you know, when you have McCown, who is stable, I know he's 37, he's not part of the plan, right? But Bridgewater is very intriguing. They're probably going to wind up with one of these quarterbacks. They're running backs. Listen, man, Isaiah Crowell, interesting. Malau Powell, interesting, right? Um, Thomas Rawls, interesting. And, but then think about these wide receivers, and that's what I bring it up with Inunua. Okay, there's Inunua. There's Robbie Anderson, who kind of broke out, even though, you know, the charges have been dropped, right? And he wasn't going to, whatever he said he was going to do to the cop's wife, that's besides the point. Check it out. Google that. You know what it is. But that's three already. That's three already. Okay? Inunua, Anderson, with Terrell Pryor, who they signed. Don't forget about guys like, um... Uh, lucky Whitehead that they got. Don't forget about guys like, you know, young kids like Ardarius Stewart and Sharon Peak and um, Chad Hansen. Don't forget about recovering uh, early round pick Devin Smith they still have from a couple years ago. Don't forget about punt return specialist, kickoff specialist Andre Roberts that they have. That's nine wide receivers that I named that are all interesting. I'm just saying, you know, um, a, a young improving defense that's interesting as well. They may be on the right time cycle whenever uh, Tom Brady does fall off. That's what Jets fans like me at least have to hope for and that they get this pick right when it comes to quarterback. The last thing I'll mention before we get into the main story here on the NFL tip is uh, the Broncos have decided to sign punter Marquette King to a three-year deal. I mentioned this because I told you the Raiders cut him and, I, you know, he wasn't going to be unemployed for long. But now this is sick. When you combine what King already does with his punts with the thin air, in Denver. I think it'll be really interesting. So just wanted to close the loop on that. But check this out. It is a little bit of a slow time in the NFL, right? We're getting ready for the draft in about three weeks. Um, but there's something going on. Like we, there were some pro days, and there was an interesting guy at a pro day I want to talk about, okay? At the San Diego Pro Day last week, our boy Johnny Football was there, all right? And there were scouts from 13 teams that were there, including, we know, the Patriots were there, the Giants were there, the Raiders were there. And the thing is now, I got to tell you something. The, what I've heard out of him recently, and he's done kind of a little bit of a PR blitz to be back out there a little bit, it sounds to me for the most part like he's matured a little bit, or at least that he's gotten control of his vices and his addictions, and that he's, he's, he's developing on his path and in that journey, okay? It, um, he has been, he's come out at, um, public with his diagnosis of apparently being bipolar, and, um, and, and, and he kind of understands that he got, he, 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 he thought he was big time, and he fell prey to certain things, you know, check this out, quote, when I first got in the league, did I have some leeway? Sure I did, but I've exhausted all the leeway and the second chances. This isn't the second chance. It's the 35th chance. This is the last of the last chances to show people that I've made a drastic change in my life. And it's for the better. And that I'm happy where I'm at. I bring this up because not only was Johnny Football at a pro day, but they're doing this kind of crazy spring showcase down in Austin this weekend. Okay, there's going to be um, kind of a showcase or games almost this weekend. And next weekend, the 7th and the 14th, okay? And uh, this is could be Johnny Football's path. And we've heard him say everything like even if he doesn't get an offer 
uh, from an NFL team to go to a, a you know a spring practice or an OTA that he might go to the CFL. He seems like he's differently dedicated to it. Okay, he says, however, um, being sober is more important now. And I mean, you know, this is the kind of evolution. He's really more focused on his sobriety and his life. You know, he's been sober. He says for three or four months. Hasn't done quote unquote hard drugs in a year. Um, the other reason I bring this up is because. In multiple places where I saw this, whether it was Bleacher Report or other newspaper articles, um, a lot of people ask, try to make parallels between Johnny Football's like path in and out of the NFL and Colin Kaepernick's path in and out of the NFL. And to be quite honest, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. Okay, um, I think it's silly. I think it's um, tone deaf, if you want to know the truth. And I am also happy to see that Johnny Football also thinks that that's tone deaf you know he um thinks that to be quite honest that cap is a role model he thinks that you know these guys are that he is completely different he said it in a tweet actually he said uh i'm tired of the cap versus myself comparisons and anger he goes cap is doing amazing things right now changing lives and donating millions of dollars his impact off the field from a societal standpoint is legendary and straight admirable and that's like you know that's a normal response you know and i and i think that's indicative of how maybe uh manzel has evolved and matured because he's like listen look at this guy it's not about me he's taking like this humble route and like don't worry about not like don't bring me into this kind of weird paradigm like look at what this man is doing and he also backed him up just skill wise you know said um said that cap is definitely being blackballed said that cap like wrecked havoc on the nfc west and said that you know listen he took a super bowl he took the team to a Super Bowl. Like, how hard is that to do? You know, and to be quite honest, Cap is still working out. Cap is still working out. I'm telling you. Um, check his Instagram. He looks decent <laughs> in his workouts. So that's another thing to say. But what if I told you, moving on here on the Fantasy Freestyle, that Cap is not the only San Francisco 49er or former San Francisco 49er that um, I think is getting blackballed. Okay, we're talking about, I'm talking about Eric Reed. I don't know if you know about this. Eric Reed, he's like a, you know, borderline Pro Bowl safety. Okay, um, he is still unsigned. All right, um, he was a first round pick. He started like almost all but one of his last, uh, you know, like five seasons. Um, last year had a couple of picks, had, you know, six or seven tackles, was, you know, but the thing is, he was one of the 49er teammates that were very early to support Kaepernick. Um, to like, I think he was, he first had like his hand on his shoulder or something when he first did it, you know, and, um, now he hasn't been signed either. And, um, you know, this is kind of interesting. Cause like, you're going to still do this even after, you know, the, the evolution apparently on the kneeing and on the anthem on, on this issue, you know, and that may be potentially blackballing someone else. And, um, one of the players that's heavily involved in the NFLPA is Malcolm Jenkins, right? And he says, and he's a friend of Eric Reed, and he actually says that, you know, something is going on here, you know, um, in a recent article, check this out. Um, quote, it would be hard to say that he's not getting any calls just on talent alone. I think any team that is considering him is going to weigh his political views and the strong stance that he's taken in the last couple of years, and that's unfortunate, but it's just kind of what it is. So hopefully, teams will look past that and evaluate him as a player, and I think as a player, he deserves a spot in this league, but I'd be kidding myself if I said that his stance isn't playing a role in him not having a call yet, okay? And um, Eric Reed himself said, you know, kind of chimed in about this. He tweeted a couple weeks ago, he said, the notion that I can be a great signing for your team for cheap 
not because of my skill set, but because I've protested systematic oppression is ludicrous. If you think this, then your mindset is part of the problem too. You know, and and but it's outlandish. Like it's so obvious to me. Like some of these other elements in our society right now, it's so obvious. That that's what's at play here, whether it be with Cap or now another player, Eric Reed. Um, so I had to bring that to light here on uh, the Stats Overbeat Cypher on the Fantasy Freestyle. Because you know how we do here. You know, the spitting statistician don't only help you win your leagues and win that cash. But we also, uh, you know, we get into it. We get into it for real. We talk about what, you know, a lot of people aren't getting at. We, we bring it to light so everybody could chew on it, can think about it as they still enjoy the sports and the stats over beats and uh, the information they need and, uh, you know, the fun in functional sports. And check this out. This, this issue, though, is so sensitive about the anthem, right, that um, I don't know if you heard, they, they canceled, they took off a recent episode of Blackish. It was pulled from being aired because it dealt with... Um, the anthem and the kneeling issue. Um, ABC shelved an, issue, uh, an episode of Blackish because of quote unquote creative dif- differences with the showrunner, uh, Kenya Barris, right? Um, it was entitled Please Baby. It was supposed to air on February 27th. And um, if you don't know about Blackish, uh, Anthony Anderson, um, it's, you know, kind of this modern day black family. Um, and they tackle all sorts of ep- uh you know, topics. I mean, they've tackled things like the N-word, uh, the Trump administration, police brutality, uh, postpartum depression, you know, a lot of topics. Um, and it's, you know, it's entertaining, but it's also well done. Um, educates people, it dives into issues. Um, and this episode was going to be Dre telling kind of his kid a bedtime story, right? And um, of like all the things that have gone on. And in it, one of the big things was this idea about kneeling for the anthem. And um, how they kind of, him and Junior then kind of differed on what they should do. Um, and if it was right to not stand for the anthem. And, and they decided to not air this. Or it was pulled and shelved. Um, so this is a very big topic. And so now, not only are networks not airing shows. But maybe it's more than just Colin Kaepernick not getting a spot in the league. And that would be very interesting to consider. But check it out. When we come back here on the Fantasy Sports Network. What we're going to do is we are going to talk about a couple of other things. We're going to put the fun in functional sports radio. I'm going to tell you why. A, I'm so here. Because one of the events of the year that I was very much looking forward to is now not going to happen. I'm going to tell you why, though. I actually believe the excuse. Um, and we'll check in on uh, what I think about this poll that we have up there at Spittin' Speeds about uh, the three big power hitters for the New York Yankees. Follow me at Spittin' Speeds. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, Fantasy Freestyle. We're coming right back on the other side of this break on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, holla at your boy. Oh, oh! Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. 
Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here with your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician here on the Fantasy Sports Network. Before we get into it, we're going to, yo, we're going to about to uh, put the fun in functional sports, you know, content as we come on back. Um, but before that, I got to tell you about, you know, one of my big time partners here with the Fantasy Sports Network. It is the best DFS site going, especially if you're kind of like this casual recreational player. And, you know, if you listen to the Fantasy Sports Network, you probably are or you might be. Right. So you need to go to our folks over at www.fantasyfactor.com. It is the perfect site. You know, if you're kind of dipping your toe in the water, here's why there are flatter prize pools. There are smaller fields. And what I think is best is there are single entry contests. Okay, you don't have to compete with all these people with their algorithms, their 50 lineups. Instead, you go into the single entry contest where you actually have a chance. They also do free rolls right now for NHL and NBA every week. All you got to do is sign up and enter www.fantasyfactor.com. I like them. You know, it's uh, a lot better than those big boys where you really don't have a chance in some of these tournaments. It's like your lineup going up against 125 lineups or some guy who's been, you know, pounding out algorithms all day. But, um, all right, we're going to put the fun in functional sports content. And before we do, I got to give a shout out to some people in the uh, Stats Overbeat Cypher. Shout out to my man at uh, Mendo Bruce. He suggested some interesting charities. Remember Trevor Bauer doing the 69 Days of Giving? And so we want to figure out, you know, as the Stats Overbeat Cypher, who we are going to suggest to Trevor Bauer that he use and donate his $420.69 to. Um, so shout out to Mendo Bruce. Bruce, who suggested uh, two interesting organizations. The first is Normal, N-O-R-M-L, which is the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Law, and also suggested SWOP, uh, S-W-O-P, the Sex Worker Outreach Project. We are going to, I think, I'm going to put it to my man, Danny Otto, next week. And the stats overbeat cipher in the chat room, maybe even a poll or something. We're going to see which will be our nomination. But big ups to Mendo Bruce for nominating these organizations. I also want to give a shout out to my man Nando Defino, you know, kind of the rabbi over there at the Fantasy Sports Network, because uh, we have a fantasy team together in the uh, Gotham District. uh, Roto League and we are Blood Orange we're off to a decent start so far in our season so big shout out to Nando Defino. I'm going to have him come on pretty soon and we're going to have to talk about our squad you know we were up against the BFFs uh, Florio Stanfield and Susmania were up against you know dudes like Adam Ronis we're up against dudes like Rick Wolf from Fantasy Alarm but shout out to all of them these are all good people Joe Pisapia um, you know it was a big time crew so but you know we're doing alright we'll give you a little bit of update on that squad in an upcoming episode and um, also Listen, if you joined the Stats Over Beat Cypher last year, like a lot of people did over football season, when we laid it down and helped people win their leagues and win that cash left and right, 
on the Fantasy Freestyle. You know one of the things that a lot of callers and me, when we were coming back and friends of the show, if you're friends of this part of the cipher, we say Dilly Dilly, right? And we talked about Dilly Dilly. Shout out again to Jilly Dilly. We had people, you know, um, always calling the show using the Dilly Dilly, right? And uh, we talked about the commercials a lot. Well, check this out. This weekend is a tradition unlike any other. The Masters in Augusta, Georgia, right? And in golf, you know, and this is a a long practice when guys hit their drives, you know, off the tee. People scream things like, oh, he nutted that one, you know, and when on the putting green, you know, because you got to be so quiet, right? Because you got to be so quiet. But, um... When these guys putt, then they're like, get in the hole, you know, stuff like that. It's been, you know, made fun of and documented in golf movies left and right. Well, check this out. Going into the Masters this year, okay, the security team at uh, Augusta National got a list of terms like profane language that patrons could be ejected for or things that they were not allowed to scream and guess what guys dilly dilly was on the list if you screamed out dilly dilly after a golfer shot you could have been removed from the grounds you would have been ejected for shouting out dilly dilly now I don't know how you feel about that. I think that's kind of the man coming down. I don't like that. I'm a libertarian, you know. I should have the right to cheer if I buy a ticket and say whatever I want. I've said some interesting things in the right field bleachers of Yankee Stadium and Fenway Park and other stadiums across this fine land of ours, right? But um, at the same time, I love uh, the way Bud Light and the, the Bud Knight... The Bud King specifically responded. They put it out on Twitter. Check this out. I retweeted it. Um, what they did, uh, they was, he was like, uh, no one can be oppressive as a king except for me. So instead, what they did was Bud Light sent uh, thousands of Bud Light Dilly Dilly t-shirts just down there for free. They're giving them out for people to wear Dilly Dilly instead of screaming out Dilly Dilly. I think that's a great move by Bud Light. As always, we tip our cap and we say Dilly Dilly to the folks down there that are representing. And if you are part of the Stats Overbeat Cypher within the sound of my voice and you are happening to be at the Masters, hit me up with a picture at Spittin' Speeds. And if you can get your hands on one of these Dilly Dilly shirts that are down there, uh, send one my way. Please, or uh, I have a, you got a drink on me if you ever get to Studio 34. But I thought that was very, very interesting. The last thing I want to mention on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle is, um, unfortunately, I said one of my one of the sporting events that I was most looking forward to in the year 2018 is now off, and that is the rematch of Triple G, Gennady Golovkin, against uh, Canelo Alvarez. This is off because, listen, Canelo tested positive for a banned substance, okay? The banned test came back, uh, there was a couple weeks ago, and then he had like another uh, test, and he flunked that one also. He flunked for a substance called clenbuterol, okay? And, um... 
<laughs> the funny part is, is that uh, Canelo Alvarez, who is, you know, of Mexican descent. Remember, this fight was going to take place on Cinco de Mayo. Remember, these two guys fought to a draw last time, even though I think it was ridiculous. Even though everybody knows Adelaide Bird completely defecated the mattress in the judging of that fight. Well, that has been long since chronicled and documented, even here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Adelaide Bird, like, walked away from judging after this. But regardless, their first fight last uh, fall was a draw, and this rematch on Cinco de Mayo with the, uh, you know, big Mexican contingent and who many people believe is the best fighter in the world in Triple G. This rematch was supposed to happen. And it was also the day of, like, the Kentucky Derby in the same day. A beautiful old-time sports day that your boy Speeds was actually looking forward to on Cinco de Mayo. The Kentucky Derby. Horses and boxing. It's like we were in the 50s and it was a big sporting night. But regardless, he fails for clenbuterol. But he says his excuse is that they injected the steroids in the cattle, in the meat in Mexico, that he ate bad meat. It was like that he had mad cow disease, and that's where he got this uh, steroid from. And I got to tell you the truth, because I have been down to Mexico and had interesting experiences in my life. I kid you not. Shout out to El Pinche Gringo. But um, I believe him. Maybe he did have this bad meat. Maybe that's it. Now, don't get me wrong. He's probably just using steroids, right? But I do think, I mean, shout out to him for using what I believe is a plausible kind of deniability. But this is not where it ends for me. I wanted to let you guys know. Um, you know, they are not doing this rematch in Vegas anymore. Can you imagine the Mexicans coming out for Canelo Alvarez on Cinco de Mayo against Triple G? I, I can't believe this is not going to happen. But Triple G pulling no punches, okay, saying that he knew that Canelo was a cheater, that he knew that Canelo Alvarez was on something, okay? He says, check this out. This is Triple G now talking. Canelo's team are using these drugs and everybody's trying to pretend it's not happening. This guy, he knows this is not his first day in boxing. He proves he gets great benefits from everyone and he can get away with it. The commentators, the commission, the doping commission, it's a very bad business. It's not sport. Check him on a lie detector and then we find out everything. That is some serious heat coming from Triple G to Canelo Alvarez, okay? And then, Alvar you know, a long time ago, Alvarez was saying, like, no, he respects the sport and all this stuff. But Triple G is, is, is saying he knew even in the first fight. Triple G says, before the first fight, I knew he was not clean. Have a look at the video. He used some pills. It was pretty obvious when his muscles were all with traces of injections. I've known it for a long time. And now he fails both his samples. And in fact, the fight that was supposed to be on Cinco de Mayo is off. Triple G versus Canelo Alvarez. I hope that, you know, I mean, I guess he's suspended. Right, so I, I hope that maybe they can go somewhere and still have this fight because I wanted to see it because I thought personally Triple G got robbed of what should have been a win in the first time when they did this. So uh, I would have loved to have seen this, even though I do I did like Canelo Alvarez. I, I thought he was uh, not going to make it up against Triple G, and now I doubt we're ever going to see it happening. Um, listen, we're almost out of time here in the Fantasy Freestyle. 
remember, we got the poll question up. So hit me up on at Spit and Speeds. Want to know how many home runs you think these guys are going to hit? I think the right answer is probably between 100 and 120. I don't want to go over crazy. I think people think like, oh, Judge is obviously going to hit 50 again, and Stan's obviously going to get hit 50 again. I don't think so. I think there's regression for both of them, but I do think they, you know, can both hit. Uh, I think all three of them could hit between 35 and 40. You know, with one of them going like 43, 44, one of them hitting like 39, and one of them being like 36. I think that is very viable, you know, and I think that that's between 100 and 120. I think that's where it is. Hit me up and let me know where you think it is on the poll. Also, listen, if you're a fan of the Stats Over Beat Cypher, and to be quite honest, if you've listened to the podcast this far to the end, you know I love you. And um, what you need to do is rate the podcast wherever you got it. You need to review the podcast. Tell me you, uh, how much you love being down with the Stats Over Beat Cypher. Cypher, um, you know, subscribe to the podcast this time, every time it comes out, whatever the day, whether it's video on live in Studio 34, or if it's just the audio podcast, that you get it, so you could uh, still hear what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. Before I get out of here, I got to tell you about the good people over at DKMS, because as you know by now, every three minutes an American is diagnosed with blood cancer. Unfortunately, only 30% of patients are able to find a compatible bone marrow donor in their family. That's how you help, okay? All you got to do is go to DKMS.org slash fantasy. They'll send you a kit. If you register, you swab your cheeks, you send it back. If you are a match, then they let you know, okay? This is not in the fantasy world. You're on the Fantasy Sports Network. In real life, you can save someone's life. Check it out. Go to DKMS.org slash fantasy, and then you can find out how you can help. All right? Um, that's about going to do it for me, your boy Speeds, the Spitting Statistician, the stable genius and vocal minority here in the Fantasy Freestyle. Check back for me next week. Next week, we're going to go a little bit deeper into some PFF stats and what they say about the rookie class of quarterbacks coming in and what a new kind of uh, PFF stat says about the kind of age arc and maximizing the value of fantasy as per kind of uh, the lifespan of your NFL career. And it's different for running backs to wide receivers, let's say. And, you know, we're going to continue our um, rapping athlete critiques as well. And we'll continue to check in on what Trevor Bauer is doing with the 69 days of giving. All that and more next week on the Fantasy Freestyle. But for now, have a great weekend. We'll see who does their thing in the Masters. Hashtag dilly dilly. All right, y'all. I'm out. Dane Martinez. Peace.